It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter, two mics, two crusty vets, two opinions, one based in reality, and one based in, what do you bet on Twitter, with music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I am your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett. And with me, as per usual, I bring to you Aaron Cheddar Talk Bottom. Hey, John, what's going on, man? Uh, sorry about last week. That was an unforeseen adventure. <laughs> I well, even brought all my stuff with to record and uh, got, stuck in a, got stuck in a situation where uh, that was not going to happen. <laughs> Things happen. It's not a problem. We've, we've got you here now, and that's really yes. all that, uh, that matters for this point. I mean, we're obviously, we were broken. Um, we were crestfallen. We were uh, just on the edge there last week, but we made it. Uh, we Josh made was, it. Josh was, Josh was super happy to do the show, wasn't he? <laughs> didn't care that I wasn't here, right? Yeah, he didn't much mind, I guess. So we, I thought it went pretty well, <laughs> but yeah, it was a interesting times at least. So uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us again for a wonderful week. It's a week, at least. It's an interesting week, and there's plenty to say at this point, so we'll go with that. Right. Um, but uh, we'll remind you that you can follow the show on Twitter, so long as Twitter's still here. It is still here from what I've been told. Uh, and you can follow the show at Scotty Johnny Pod. You can actually also follow me at Not So Humble Host, and I know you can follow Aaron. And if you aren't already following Aaron, I don't know what you're doing, but Aaron, tell them how they do that. Uh, you can find me at Cheddar Talk, John, at Cheddar Talk. And I, I, you know, I read these things about Twitter going away. That seems like a really bad investment strategy to pay $44 billion for something and then shut it down. Yeah, it'd be fun. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you'd want to try and kind of make, I don't know, it's a big, is it a tax write-off if it's an international company? I don't. I don't, I don't think I don't, so. I don't. I don't get it. You're just out forty-four billion dollars or whatever it is. You know, you just lose money. You'd you think you'd want to get. You'd think you'd want to get some of it back. You know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> a little. A little bit. Should be fun. <laughs> I mean, even even if you just like, even if it's just like that. Let's see here. What's a like the oscillating fan on the shelf that you plug in, and then just <laughs> let run forever. Okay. Like eventually, it'll break down. But you know, you may as well just let it run. Don't change anything. Just let it run. You know, and eventually, if it breaks. Makes it big, then you throw it out. You don't throw it out while it's still running, though. Right. That makes sense to me too. All right. They changed. They changed the color of the heart too, from red to blue. Right? Is that the other big deal? Something. I'm not paying that much attention to it. Um, it seems fun, but you know, I don't know. Well, what? It will just keep watching. Whatever's going to go happen. You know, you'll find out when I find out. Basically. <laughs> right. All right. Well, let's let's just roll right into all the news this week, and we'll start uh, everything off with what we like to call. Our main event. Starting things off with the main event. All right, main event, as per usual, we will say again, is the Green Bay Packers. Look, um, I think we've said most about anything we can say about this team at this point. We don't think Barry's smart. Uh, I don't know what LaFleur thinks at any moment, other than that he's super sad about it. Um <laughs> he does uh, have a good sad face. Resting sad face. RSD. Yeah. His his press conferences RSF. are are worthless. Like he doesn't give us anything. He just goes up there's like, yeah, no, it was a it's unacceptable. 
unacceptable. We got to fix that. You're like, well, well then do it. I, I get, do you it get a feeling that he's kind of shell shocked too. And every week, I mean, I, I can't. But I mean, it's just like they just keep coming. The injuries just keep coming too. Like you know, Jair was out for a little bit, flicked off the Philly fans on the way off the field because they were <laughs> cheering because he was injured. Which good yeah. on you. And if the league finds mm-hmm. him, then you're going against the spirit of the game. You're supposed to fight the Philadelphia fans. That's how this works. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> just absolute. But, uh, but I mean, just absolutely one after another. Everybody's getting hurt all the time. You know, the the last time a season was like this was the Super Bowl year, except for close losses. They were all close wins. You know, and they mm-hmm. managed to make away. That was, of course, was the year that Jermichael Finley had his career-ending injury. You know, which was a huge. It, I mean that Super Bowl year, I think they had 16 people on the IR or something like that. This year, man, like nobody can, nobody can stay healthy. At one point I thought Christian Watson was going to go out of the game again. Instead, he just cut his six touchdown pass in three games and yeah, (laughs) it's back in the rookie of the year. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Back in the rookie of the year. But I mean, I I, I wonder if, I wonder if he's just a little shell shocked because his first three years were just cruising, you know, and then just a bad bump in the playoffs, you know, reset, start the year over again. I mean, he's never seen anything like this. He yeah. lost three games each year. His first, wait, no, three, three, and four, right? No, well, it, yeah, you're right. He's won 13 each year. We lost four last year. year so yeah. 13 and three, 13 and three, 13 and four. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, just, and pretty much just ran rough shot in the regular season. Uh, Rogers was MVP caliber all three years and won two years, you know, so, and had an all pro wide receiver i wonder if he is just really just like in i don't know mode right now like the wheels have fallen off i'm just trying to get to the end of the season here so we can regroup and go from there right yeah i mean that's basically all you can say about this team it just looks like a lot of people have kind of quit on things and are either just trying to avoid injury or in the case of jr alexander it looks like he's gambling a lot more and it looks like he's just trying to you know pad his numbers he, and, he's having fun. He's having fun. Well, and you and can't even be that mad seeing, at him. You're seeing his. You're seeing his true personality too, man. That dude is a. That dude's a a, a pit bull in the corner, man. <laughs> right, but he's mad that they're not winning and they're not trying, and so he's just going to play for him because this coaching staff is not going to get it done, getting them in positions to win. So, like that one, he could have stepped up and made the tackle, but he's playing the pick. Uh, he he could have. He he's in a zone. <laughs> And he's behind the guy. He could have run up and tackled him as he catches the ball, but he thinks the ball's coming high and he's in a good position to get the tip. And he played for the pick. And, yeah, when you've put a defense in position where you're going to continually say, we're not going to get rid of this defensive coordinator, people need to make plays, you're basically kind of throwing your own players under the bus in favor of a defense coordinator who should be fired, and the players know it. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, they're they're going to play for their stats. 365 yards, 363 yards was that what was grand total? 360 some. Insane. Rushing. Rushing. The the rushing I mean, numbers are crazy. Like we didn't know Jalen Hurts could run. Jalen Hurts had over 100 yards in the first quarter. I'm not even mad about this game because here's the thing is like we knew we couldn't win this game. I'm actually right. very impressed that the the team was able to stay with it long enough to do this. Uh we had Quay Walker being so late to the tackle actually worked out for in his favor this time and that he's there mm-hmm. as the ball lands on the ground and he wasn't trying to make a tackle so he could go pick it up and run. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so that one actually worked out, but it's mostly because he's always late to the tackle. That that dude takes forever to read a play, and it's hard. Uh, we had two first-round picks. Neither of them is anything right now. It doesn't mean they won't be forever, 
But uh, Deontay Wyatt can't find the field. Like, they can't get him into the game. And Quay Walker it's, looks slow. It's like we said on the show a million and one times. Not a million and one because that'd be impossible. But we've said it on the show. And this is probably about the ninth, year, ninth week in a row. Um, Joe Barry is the quintessential Fair. icon of someone who has friends that are coaches in the league. He yeah. should not be a coach in the NFL. And in nepotism. Yeah, his father and his father-in-law. Got his career mm-hmm. going, and now he's got buddies in the system, and he chokes it up for all his Yeah, work. and unlike the Shanahan's or any of the Shanahan tree or anything like that, he's not been good anywhere. No. Like, he's, he's never given you reason to believe he should have another job, but that's, that's where we are. He this, gets fired everywhere, and he gets hired by a buddy who's giving him a job. And not only that, but, but LaFleur gave him defensive coordinator. Not like, hey, I know you're in a rough spot. Why come in linebacker coach, yeah. Why don't you go take the D line or something like that, you know, and you'll yeah. take direction from so and so who's brilliant, you know. I, I, I don't get it. You know, they yeah. put up thirty three points against one of the best defenses in the NFL. Yeah. In Philadelphia. With a backup yeah. quarterback doing one third of the work. That's true, because like, yeah, he got the field goal and he got the, the touchdown. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, people were trying to poo poo the touchdown. That throw was so great that uh he didn't slow down, like Watson didn't slow down at all. He came no. through at full speed. Ball's just there. He's like, boom, got it. Here I go. And he was, they said it's the second fastest of any top speed from the weekend. Right. And I mean, <laughs> he didn't He didn't have to slow down at all. He didn't have to reach back. He didn't have to reach out. He it, didn't have to reach up. He didn't have to reach down. It was right on the number nine. And, right. if, and that dude is fast. And yes. Alan Lazard almost cost a touchdown. Dude, what are you doing smoking that dude in the back? <laughs> right? On the five yard line. Like he's he already in burn. the end zone. He was gone. I mean, Don't... I know Alan Lazard loves blocking, but he does. Um, but I mean, and honestly, like with the way Cobb was playing yesterday, too, um, not to transition into this, but I, I was gonna get this yeah, out yeah. anyways. Get you there. know, if Watson plays like that and Lazard can be a number two and Cobb can stay healthy in the slot, that's actually a fairly good trio of wide receivers that is a fairly then, legitimate as long as watson can be what he has been these right. last couple of weeks lazard can be what he's been in the past and cobb can do the the shifty shifty stuff in the slot it's and, not a bad trio and watson hasn't just been like i'm gonna run deep try to get it over he's been throwing he's been running crossing routes uh he had a couple stick plays in the middle where he took the hit and caught the ball um he dropped one early you barely count it as a drop in that he's diving to get to that ball <laughs> and he did because he was not particularly open, Rodgers is trying to throw him open. It just didn't work. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know if they even count as a drop. It hit his hands, though. That second we'll touchdown that against the Titans was brilliant, brilliant oh, yeah. route. The the long posts where he broke it off. And both of them, I mean, even even the simple just a crossing route got open. That is a Tyreek Hill move. Yeah. That's what Tyreek Hill does. That's how Tyreek makes his money is on that shallow cross and then catch and go. And except the thing is that he's almost as fast as Tyreek Hill, but he's a half a foot taller. Yeah. <laughs> now so, that's made that's a little hyperbole. Tyreek right. Hill is really, really fast. <laughs> yeah, but he's got better. Not, not slow. He's shift. Yeah, uh, Hill is shiftier too. He gets side to side better. But he, mm-hmm. the other thing is like you talk about like Watson and then having Lazard out there yet. Uh, even if what you're looking at next year, you say and then Romeo Dobbs at three. And then Torrey is a guy to take off the top at four if you need it. It's mm. Like, okay, we got we got some speed to kill in in that group, and you know a growing group of people. 
Um, I, I hope yeah. I hope I hope good 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 art really did a good job draft. I think he might have hit a home run with those three. Yeah, just the two first round picks are terrible, and mm-hmm. the third round pick doesn't seem to be worth anything either. So it's just it is rough. Oh, that that, way. that is a weird thing too. The whole like third round draft pick. Third round picks are pack, terrible. Packer history is just ridiculous. Yeah, predating good art. Yeah, for quite a bit. Gutenkunst is Gutenkunst is Dutch for good art, right, John? German, yeah. German for good art. Just so everyone Gutenkunst. knows, that's why we say good art. <laughs> we do, yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, I think Love looked solid. Uh, the number of times he just—I mean, <laughs> it's the first time this year. Uh, what did he do? He ran the offense. Um, it's go back, three-step drop. His back foot hits, right foot hits. Ball comes out. You know, and you can see he's. As he's going back, he's picking his spot and the ball step ball. And he's driving the foot, which Rodgers is always standing and kind of whipping it. He's at least driving the foot. He still does have a weird kind of half sidearm, uh, kind of low hitch to his throw, which I is not great. You know what? So does so yeah. does Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, sometimes. But he does throw <laughs> over the top most of the time. Most Mahomes time, does. Yes. Uh I know I, I just it's the thing I'll pick on because it's not the best, but um, I, I like it. I like it to a. I like it to. I liken it to a second baseman throwing to first base. Okay. Which Rogers does once in a while. Rogers did on that first touchdown throw. Rogers wings sidearm all the time now, which is why he hit a uh, linebacker in the face against uh, Detroit, yeah. and it cost <laughs> but, us the touchdown. But, but the rope that that first touchdown to um, uh, uh, Jones, he kind of threw that out of that second baseman pose too. But he really got some stank on it, so that was pretty cool. But uh, I mean, Rogers throwing yeah. ropes. But anyways, back to what you're saying about that. But well, I also liked that Jordan Love stepped up in the pocket fairly well, uh, avoided the pressure, didn't look scared out there when he got under pressure. He continued to look downfield and threw on both. He didn't take off running just because it was there. He probably should have one of those times actually, um, but he ended up making some throws. The one was off and he had two guys open he maybe should have had the the other he should have picked the underneath read um but the thing i mostly liked is his reads were fairly good he was finding the right guy and his his accuracy was was good it was good in this mm-hmm. game and it's one game it's not even one game it's it's part of a game but he looks better than he did last year uh so far and we'll see if we see more of him as the season goes on um uh, <laughs> tex western or you know, evan western from acme packing was putting out a uh, I think it was I don't remember if he did a tweet or if he did it just in our um, our our uh, Acme packing Slack uh, chat. Uh, but he's like, "What do I want?" And he plays the Journey song. Like, I want to know what love is. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and I was like, "Yes." And no. So no, and Ro- Love was making good reads. And uh, yes. Wayne Wayne and Larry brought this up last night during the um, broadcast. Um, so he's running the offense and. Something else he hasn't had the opportunity to do because Rogers has been beat up the last couple of weeks. Love has been running the first team offense at practice. Oh, okay. So he's getting first team reps at at practice, which is a huge, huge deal. And you know, you're talking about making the reason, making the throws, and everyone poo pooing that Watson one because oh, it was only a 15 yard throw. <laughs> he, he got it out quick. That's what he was doing. He's getting rid of those balls quick. He wasn't holding on to it. He wasn't Rogersing, Rogers, Rogers, earring it, Rogers, earring it, uh, doing what Aaron Rodgers does and sauntering up to the line, looking at the defense, wait until the play gets down to one, the play clock gets down to one and then sit back there and 
go out, go over through the first seven reads and then go back to the first read all over again. You know, he was playing with what he had. Yep. He's getting it out quick and he was making, you know, read one, read two, read two is open throw, you know, like boom, 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 you know, like that, which we've been begging Aaron Rodgers to do for uh, 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 seven years, eight years. <laughs> he was doing it for a bit there the last couple of years when he won the MVP. The ball was coming out. Um, it is not he was doing, doing it at the time. beginning of this game. Yes, this this one he, he was running good at the beginning of the game, except for that one pick one that uh, skipped off the dude's helmet was kind of a weird one. But yeah, I mean, and even so loves throw. Everyone wants to kind of poo poo the one too, where he tried to thread the needle into Cobb in the end zone, which that, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. But it wasn't it was a fine. bad throw. It was a tough throw. It was trying to he's trying to throw a ball into a two foot, two square foot area. Mm-hmm. And instead of throwing a strike right down um, Milwaukee Avenue, <laughs> he instead, he he just grazed the outside corner, which was enough for someone to get a hand on it. Yeah. It wasn't a bad throw. It was incomplete. Cobb had a chance to catch it. Yeah. And so I, I, for one, think he played very well. Meaningful time in a meaningful game against a tough defense that was not laying down because they need to win to keep that number one spot, you know? So the Vikings, the only way the Vikings can get ahead of them for the number one spot in the playoffs is outright by record. So they just have to stay ahead of them by record, you know? Yeah. And so love played well against a defense that injured Rogers. Um, yeah. And going into next week about more playing time, you know, it is the bears Rogers, despite, you know, being injured more often than, you know, Brett Favre ever was. He's a tough dude. Like he's going to get up off the canvas and he's going to come back in and play if he can, especially against the bears. And he so, shouldn't, he shouldn't have he sh- to, he, and he shouldn't do it. He should get healthy because right, he should, he's going to be here next year. I mean, that's just, you kind of know it at this point and then he should come back healthy. He should go. I mean, this is a rib issue and they're going to hit him some next week. So just you know, take the time, get healthy. The season's over. Don't, don't gut it out for a, a team. That's not going anywhere. Um, because the team needs you back healthy. Everybody yeah. wants you to be healthy. Everybody's on your side. We just want you to play your best, and you can't do it with a broken thumb and broken ribs. Don't and, do it. And, this, and the sad thing is, it, for those of us who have been love supporters, because why shouldn't you support love? We should all support love. Um, but not the player, but just in general. Um, but although all of us who have been love supporters from the get-go, the Packers really hose themselves with this Rodgers contract because they're yes. not going to be able to trade him. Can't. Yep. He's here, and now you've got – if they cut him, it's a $50 million dead cap hit. If mm-hmm. they trade him, it's – no team is going to take on that much salary. The Packers are going to be paying up to a certain amount, and I think uh, – And a lot of it's cap um, – cap, like there's nothing you can do about it because it's part of a um, – Salary bonus. What's his name? Ken on uh, Twitter. Ken Ingles, the, yeah. Ken Ingles even brought that up. Like, even if they straight up trade him and they plant, the other team pays for the entire salary because they're willing to put up $50 million for Aaron Rodgers, a broken old Aaron Rodgers, the Packers will still eat like $36 million in cap. Yep. There's not much you can do. So, um, which may, which might be yeah. the dumbest thing that Goon Kunst has ever done is that extension. But yeah. what are you going to do? Yeah, so. I was kind of at the point where like, well, let's let him go and just rebuild. Because like, we didn't get it done. You can't afford it. But yeah, he basically is using the contract to hold the Packers hostage at this point. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is going forward. So 
You know, yeah. and he's in, he's in the same situation where Tampa Bay is to Tom Brady right now. They're just praying that he retires. Yeah, and even if Rodgers retires, he's still a $50 million cap hit next year. That's yes. how bad that contract is. But because it's, like, it's not you, salary. It's it's all in, in, like you said, it's all in those bonuses. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's 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 a really weird situation. The Packers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in now. Is You, you, you sold your soul to the devil, and now here's what you get. And... They're just praying that Tom Brady retires because what are you going to do? Tell him no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you going to do? Tell Aaron Rodgers no. Potentially Remember? the best quarterback your franchise has ever had, and that's a lie because that's Bart Starr. I don't care. It was a different era. It's Arnie Herbert. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's probably not. Lynn Dickey does not get enough love in these conversations. By the way, that's true. He was. He was interesting. Really that was also really a very different really, era. Really good on some really bad teams. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, the only hope that we have uh, for a transition is that uh, wouldn't it be great if Jim Leonard were the defensive coordinator for the Packers next year because it looks like he's going to be available. Uh, let's let's point this out. First off, we all love Jim Leonard. Uh, his entire career obviously spurred by the fact that Aaron tackled him at some point in high school and it broke his heart. And he said, now I'll do the tackling and went on to be a great safety and make it to the NFL. Um here, so this was his interview, right? Because here's the thing: the, the big knock against him, he has never head coached at any level of anything. He has mm-hmm. been a position coach and then a defensive coordinator with the Packers and no one else, or the the Badgers and no one else. Badgers. He's never been yep. a like somebody else's D coordinator. He's been a position coach who yep. worked his way up, and that's great. He this and, was his and, only and, head and coaching Leonard, experience. And Leonard's also what forty. Uh, yeah, if we played in the same time. I mean, not that that's the thing anymore, because I no. mean, good Lord. I mean, Kevin O'Connell up there in Minnesota is 37, but so, but eight. so, I mean, really, he's still relatively young though. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the big thing. It's just like, he's, he's never had coached except for this last little bit. And the things going in his favor are first off, he couldn't fire any of the coordinators. He couldn't fire any coaches. This was not his staff. He's no. got Ingram and that's, what's going to happen. Because as an interim, he can't bring in his own guys. It was halfway through a season. There's nothing he could have done about that. That being said, um, he didn't look good in rivalry games. Like he played against his teams played against Iowa and lost the Heartland Trophy. Uh, they, barring that one great drive at the end, almost lost to Nebraska and then mm-hmm. lost the axe. Uh, this is the first time they've lost back to back axe games didn't, didn't lose since the axe, like the nineties. The back, yeah, yeah. Um, at home, lost that one at home, and the Badgers are a more talented roster than what Minnesota has. Um, but he got out coached and not done, and it just his defense did not get enough done against a quarterback who has looked terrible everywhere else. Like he had one touchdown, four picks in his prior couple games that he's played. Um. He's not a particularly stunning quarterback, but he's better than Tanner Morgan, who's been five years of bad. And, um, yeah, it just... Well, the new kid from Minnesota, I can't say his last name, but he's he's better than... Calliac Manis. Yeah, he's, well, he's what? Better than Tanner Morgan. Yeah, that's what I was saying. He's better than Tanner Morgan, but oh, Morgan's yeah. been no, bad. I thought, you might, I, thought you said, I thought you said that Mertz was better than Tanner Morgan. Mertz is also better than Tanner Morgan, which is <laughs> going to let you know statement as well, Tanner right? Morgan's right. not good. This is He's five years of starting because he doesn't belong at any level other than this level, and he's not even particularly mm-hmm. good at this one. Um, yeah, so 
this is a team they should have beaten. They should have beaten them at home, and they should have beaten them by 10 points. And mm. they didn't. They lost, in fact, and they never looked like they were really in it. Uh, but, they got beat to, up by passing. To, 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 to speak to this resume, too, before we get off that topic, too, how many people go from college player, pro player, D1 assistant position coach, defensive coordinator in the Big Ten, to head coach, some most of all of them, to include Paul Christ, go to either um, not as big conference D one or D two, you know, so either yeah. FCS, FCS or D two to like get their head coaching experience before they come back up to the big show to learn how to be a, a head coach. Like you don't just walk into Wisconsin with zero, you know. I, I he does some recruiting, obviously, because the D coordinator does some of that too. Yeah. But like to run the whole show, just to walk into Wisconsin, which is a major program um, down a little bit now. Yes, but it's a major program. It's a huge campus, huge, uh, huge alumni base. Um, that's a hard thing to pull off. Like and the uh, it, and the guy that's that is going to be the coach now did the same thing at lower levels. And then at Cincinnati made Cincinnati a great school. Yeah, he was coaching at Ohio State, and then they said, how about you get out of here because we think we can get Urban Meyer, which they did. Mm-hmm. And then he went to Cincinnati, beat, built a team that was better than Ohio State last year because yeah, his team went to college it, football playoff. College, and his team made it to the playoffs, yeah. I mean, that's – as, as a non what, – what are they in the All-American Conference? Oh, uh, shoot. I forget. They've moved a little bit recently, and they're going to be joining the uh, the joining the Big 12 next year. So not one of the big five power conferences. Yeah, he, he got, got them moved non- up. He got a non-Power 5 conference into the college playoffs. And belonged there. And, uh, they they and, played a, a very good game. They just lost, but they played a great yeah. game. But either way, I'm just saying, so like that's the example of mm-hmm. like what Leonard has to go through. You don't just get handed a, a big-time job. Like, is Wisconsin the biggest-time job? No, obviously that's Alabama and a lot of the SEC schools and blah, 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 whatever. But it's still a big-time – it's a big-boy job. Yeah. And, you know, that was your audition to be a head coach. Didn't go so hot. But, you know, that's you can you can see there's some rebelling against, you know, um, loyalty in sports in Wisconsin. There's the rebelling of uh, business as usual brewers this last summer. Um, business as usual with the Packers. There's a lot more people that are like, just let, let love play like what do we got to lose at this point? Yeah. You know, and a lot of it has to do with the buck success, you know, like mm-hmm. look at, they had nothing four years ago and now they have everything. And, you know, and like another argument I got on Twitter with was Philadelphia won the super bowl, overhauled their entire roster, roster. got rid of their, uh, you know, Wentz was supposed to be their quarterback of the future. He was gone. They fired their head coach. Yep. Peterson, <laughs> you know, they got a new head coach. They completely in four years, completely turned around their organization from the doldrums back up to a Super Bowl contender. Yep. And it's, it's okay to not hold on to things that, that you think you need. And Wisconsin sports fans have, you know, we have this loyalty to things that aren't necessarily good. You know, Jim Leonard's one of us, you know, we're being as bad as Minnesota sports fans, you know, like with Thielen or the one of us, you know, like, oh, Jim Leonard's for Northern Wisconsin. What killed Michigan forever. Yeah, he's one of us. 
great. He's one of us. He did a really good job at defensive coordinator. He was the interim head coach. Maybe they shouldn't even done that with him because now he will not be back as defensive coordinator because, um, yeah. Uh, Fickle's Fickle's going to come in and bring the people in he wants. I think he and, wants to keep Leonard, but if you're Leonard, you're leaving, I think, because he said he didn't hear that uh, somebody else would be getting a job until he found out he didn't get it. But, I mean, uh, let's be honest. Leonard knew they were interviewing other people or would be interviewing other well, people. He Leonard's had to have best, known that. Leonard's probably best off going and getting a job at Ball State or Bowling Green and get some head coaching time and sure. then come back up to the Big Ten. You know? There was a guy the Badgers hired at one point who played in, well, what was the Big Eight at the time. Uh, Then he went and did some, uh, like, lower-level coaching, ended up as a defense coordinator at another Big Ten school, and then even was the defensive coordinator over in Notre Dame. That was Barry Alvarez. He had no ties to Wisconsin. Paul Chris had had to go coach at Pitt. Yeah. Not that Pitt's Pitt's a bad program. Pitt's a great program. But it's a lower-level, lower conference, not Power Five. You know, true with true with anybody. Even look just across the border at Minnesota. PJ Fleck didn't start at D one. He started no. off at Central Michigan. Well, you know, yeah, he's Western. They... Yeah, he starts. I think he starts somewhere Western else, and then Michigan. got up to Western Michigan, and then moved on. And, you know, and what he should have done two years ago is take one of those bigger jobs somewhere else, because uh, yeah, he's he, people. He's not getting the guys he had when he showed up in that school. Uh, no, that's that's okay. He knows he's got Minnesota by the balls now. Anyway, so. yeah. He'll milk that university. For he took everything. a nine Anyhow, and four team and turned him into an eight and five team after five years. He said years. in his he said in his presser on Saturday, he's like, you know, when I came to the school, uh, you know, I I had fans come up to me and I'll, they'd tell me, you know, if as long as you don't win any other game, as long as you beat Wisconsin every year, you'll be the coach here forever. That's and probably he true. Knows actually, exactly, he knows exactly. It's his not goal. A, it's not really a football state. They just want to do one thing, and that's fine. That's who they are. <laughs> But I mean, that's um, yeah. that's what Leonard's that's what Leonard's you know cut out for. I mean, that's well, he's got to just build up his resume. He'll be coaching, head coaching at some point, but he does have to do or, some other or things. Or go be a defensive coordinator in the NFL. Sure, why not? What the heck? Just you were an NFL backers. player, like unlike a lot of college uh, college players or college coaches that maybe didn't even make the NFL, or if they did, only had a short cup of coffee. Jim actually had a pretty good NFL career, considering. He was a starting. He was a starting safety in the NFL. Yeah, sure. What? Go play your hand in the NFL, man. You know the NFL. Yeah. Let's point out too that we lost a defensive back to Cincinnati earlier this year in recruiting a four star who uh, might be in play to come back now. And if I'm going to be honest, who was recruiting the defensive back for Wisconsin? Um, no, Fickle's a guy who has coached a team into the college football playoff. Um, he's got good recruiting chops. He's pulled people from a lot of different places. He did it at Cincinnati. He will now have better resources at Wisconsin. Uh, there's no reason not to be optimistic that he can make Wisconsin to a good school. Let's not kid ourselves that he's going to bring in, you know, three, five stars next year or something like that. But he's also shown that he can take players and turn them into something great too, which is a thing Wisconsin really prides itself on doing. Um, Mm -hmm. sauce Gardner was a three star who went to Cincinnati and is going to be the best cornerback in the league in the next two years. Um, right. He is fantastic. Yeah. And some of that he's, is he's, he knows he's what got he a wants. Pi- he's got a pipeline to that or Ohio, Pennsylvania football. Yeah. Michigan uh, too. Yeah. Michigan too. He, cause he, he out, he out, uh, he out recruited Ohio state and Michigan for a couple mm-hmm. players. Yeah. You're right. Sus Gardner. That guy is ridiculous. He's so good. He's not the only one out there. So we're going to see, there's going to be some stuff in the transfer portal probably too. 
There's a couple quarterbacks that, that might be looked at. The kid from Georgia Tech just announced. Um, there's, we'll see what happens. A lot of those recruits that were going to go to Cincinnati, some of them are up in the air now. And, yeah, Wisconsin recruits are going to be leaving too. Uh, some of them have already committed. And, you know, that's just kind of the way it goes. You, you can't decide your coach based on what a couple um, 18-year-olds are deciding right now. You say that the long-term health of this program is who are they bringing in the next couple years at this point so the system the system in college football the teams the system flushes itself out in three years but to that yeah. point though so the the one thing that can't be overlooked even though they're just 18 year old kids and blah 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 whatever you know we were all 18 year old kids at one point yeah. um the, the players on the badgers um were taken for a little bit of a ride this year yes you know paul christ was solidly in place as coach here a little bit of a hot seat Nobody expected him to get released midway through the season, you know. And then a lot of these kids are well, most, all the kids are Chris recruits, yes, you know. And so it's kind of a slap in the face of them, or not a slap in the face, but you know, jarring for them that he got fired, you know. For, for we've talked about it on this podcast mm-hmm. as much as he's not good with the media just because he's quiet, he's a cool dude behind closed doors, he's yeah. Paul Chris is awesome. He's funny. He's laughable. He's he was a really good recruiter. You know, that's the, that's the thing. And a lot of people came to Wisconsin for Paul Chris and now he's gone. And then, you know, was having Jim Leonard, you know, that's, you know, and now, he, you know, and then all of a sudden he's gone and this fickle guy gets off a plane on Sunday to address the team, you know, like it, they're like, well, what the hell else? And then, you know, match that up with one of their friends got shot a couple weeks ago in Virginia. Yeah. You know, it's a pretty turbulent season and, you know, it's just Wisconsin's at a boiling point as far as, you know, um, needing a change or something had to happen. And, you know, you may as well just make a clean cut, like just, hack off the limb and start over you know because Mm -hmm. it's not i don't think it was fixable and a lot of people pointed that out it's not really fixable you're not going to fix it back to what paul christ had you know and just to limp it along you know with 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 leonard isn't fair to the organization or to the university to the players you know and and now with the portal too like you brought up like it's a completely different game like it used to be like when you when you fired it like after Bielema left and we got what's his name um oh yeah anderson anderson it's not like a complete regime regime change where well it's going to take him three years for the people he's recruiting to get in place because he's not going to you know and now he has to play with other people's players you know no now with the transfer portal it's like he can restock the team in a year two years tops you know so i mean it's more it's more like the nfl but yeah i i think i I think it was a smart move by it and and if this says anything listening to Minnesota sports talk radio, like I do. And I, as I said, friend of the show, Pete told me never to bring this up, but they even <laughs> all were like, um, well, like, wow. Badgers got the best coach out there. Like sec teams wanted him, you know, UCLA yeah. wanted him, LSU wanted him like, and couldn't get him. And like, that's a really good coach. Like that is a huge pickup for the bad. Yeah. That's the thing is so. like, I would have been very happy with Leonard. I think I would, there were things that, you know, if you read my Twitter feed over the weekend, you said, yeah, this definitely has to go against him that he lost this game. And and also 
they were absolutely not up for it. Like they spent the whole week talking about this and they were not emotionally ready to play a game like that. And they just, they, they didn't care enough um, to get going right away. And they were getting beat on, on things on defense. They should not get beat on. So yeah, there, there were things that you're like, okay, this is a problem. I'm not saying he can't fix this. This is the thing he's going to, have to deal with going forward. Cause I thought he had the job, but um, yeah, when you get a chance to have fickle, uh, you you make that hire. It's the better hire, and that's like that's I feel like, bad for Jim Leonard, and I feel bad for the kids uh, going through all this. All these things can be true. Uh, you were saying that pre-show, like you can mm-hmm. feel bad for Jim Leonard. You can feel bad about how things went with Paul Chris. You can feel bad for these these kids who have been recruited by one guy and then you know turned around and then got behind the next guy, and now we're being told the third guy is coming in. He's going to replace your position coaches probably, and you can feel all of that, and then also say long term this is a great hire for the university and for this football program and still you know all those things can be things you feel right it'd be different if they would have picked up some guy from like uh northern iowa that we've never heard of before on a <laughs> you know you know like hey this guy sounds like a good idea like a, like a snake oil salesman or something like that right mm-hmm. no this guy's legit like this is hey so we didn't re-sign hunter renfro but we got aaron judge Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Hunter Renfro, <laughs> solid player. That's that's good. Lots of upside. We got Aaron Judge. Oh, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Cool. I mean, like this dude was a home run. Yes. Like this dude is being looked at by every university except for Alabama. You know, part, like, yeah. you know, like this, everyone wants this guy to be their coach because he did things with Cincinnati that you don't do, you know, yeah. so. And like you said, now he's got better resources, better university, like they're a, a more well-known university. Um, yeah, it's. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Well, I'll keep expectations at a, at a medium. Cautiously and, uh, optimistic. And aspirations high. So Yeah, maybe not go. next year, but in the coming years, I think this program is going to be on the upswing now. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move on to the Bucks quickly so we're, we can stay on schedule. We don't need to spend a lot of time on the Bucks. Just They're I mean, they go. Winning. Yeah, they win three out of four this last week. Here they get the uh, did not play Thanksgiving, but they lose to the Bulls the day before, and then beat mm-hmm. Cleveland the day after, and then they beat uh, the the uh, the Mavericks last night uh, at the same time that the Packers were getting beat. But uh, you know they go one twenty four to one fifteen. Giannis scores over thirty in all three games. He has thirty and then uh, eleven rebounds in the game against uh, Dallas here. So um, most of the guys are kind of healthy. People are playing. Uh, you're seeing Portis and Holiday having some good games in there as well. You know, they, they win three out of four. And, yeah, I don't like losing to the Bulls in there. Uh, that's a rough one. Yeah, it's not ideal, but at the same time, it's uh, I'm having a fun time watching Bulls fans being, you know. I remember in the 90s when I was a kid, when we were kids, like looking, yeah. looking down the, the 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 Michigan Lake Michigan shoreline to Chicago, going, this guy scores thirty points every game. <laughs> My God, who does that? And he's a defensive phenom. Who? What is that? And now nowadays, it's Chicago looking up to Milwaukee, going, this guy scores thirty points every game, and mm-hmm. it's a defensive phenom. 
you know, yes. it, it is. I mean, at one time, Chicago had the best player in the world. Now, Milwaukee has the best player. Yeah. The best part, though, is they beat Cleveland for the second time. And actually, the Bucks are two games ahead of Cleveland, and it's those two games, basically. So right. uh, that's good. Being able to, That's the team that's going to be the scarier long-term. The Baby Bulls thing kind of petered out. And we remember that Caruso doesn't know how to play basketball, particularly other right. than falling on his own face, um, getting hurt while trying to foul people, and then making it the other guy's fault, and then spending your time trying to get revenge for a thing that didn't much happen. Um, that's who the Bulls are, and they're eight and eleven right now, and six games back. And it's early, so it doesn't much matter. But uh, Cleveland's got some good guard play, and they got Mobley down low, and they've got uh, a, a team that I think is actually very good. And to beat them twice already uh, sets a good good standard for this team in um, what they need to be, and it gives them a lot of good good focus going forward. They do very well against good teams. Uh, the one that's given the problems is obviously the Hawks so far. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, anything else on the Bucks? No, I was going to say, um, so there's been a little bit of kerfuffle lately. I forget exactly what the incident was. Okay. But basically, but basically, like, Giannis not, what was it? Basically, because he's not an American player. Okay. An, an announcer or something in the press. And also, too, Giannis in the last week basically said that he could take an international team and beat the best team that the U.S. could put together. Okay. Which is a strong uh, statement, and he probably could because he if it's, if it's all international or just one nation. I mean, like if he takes every international player against a single yeah, country, U.S. Maybe. U.S. versus U.S. versus the field, hmm. and Giannis gets to run the team. Which yeah, maybe. that's they would. I mean, yeah, they'd have he'd have him, Luca, and. Uh, uh, Luka Doncic and Joker. Yeah. Yeah. Jokovic. Right off the top. Yeah. Like, that's good, a lot good of luck, size good and luck shooting. playing those three dudes. Oh, and then you'd have Embiid. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. So, I suppose. Hey, it's he, just, yeah. You know, there, there's some stuff about Giannis taking flack and uh, getting treated poorly in certain places because he's not a, not American by birth. Yeah. Which, I mean, makes sense because there's certain places in the United States that continue to vote for certain people. Anyways, let's we won't do that. Yeah, let's not um, do that. <laughs> we won't we won't do that. But uh, I mean, like I could see it. Like, I, it, and there's there's been some stuff popping up. Like, and there's bias in the media because he's not an American player. And I mean, that's very obvious. Like, yeah. if you've watched the games, you know. And so, and you've even seen um, Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton pop off, and and Brooke, and various other players pop off a couple times about like. You know, like, where do you think Giannis is in the ranking of the best players in the world? It's like, why are we even asking this question? <laughs> like, you're only you're only asking this question because he's from Greece. You know, right. like, you know, you've seen that happen a couple times. It's like, it's just, it's, it's an interesting situation. And like I said, I'm not going to bring up the politics in this country, but with the politics in this country, it's gonna, it, it, it's, 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 it's starting to make, it's starting to. Yeah, it's starting to. Yeah. Yeah. It's a frustrating thing because he's just a great basketball player, and we should just enjoy right. that. It's a you know he's a great right. basketball player wherever doesn't he's matter from. If he's, doesn't matter if he's from Greece. You know, didn't play you for know. your college basketball team or your enemies either because he didn't do any of those things. <laughs> uh, right. 
Well, that was, that was like a lot of people didn't realize Christian Okoye wasn't from the United States when he played football. <laughs> the Nigerian and then nightmare. When, then once he started getting the Nigerian nightmare moniker, like there was people that didn't like him because he was not from here. Yuck. It's, it's I don't know how like, you couldn't yuck. like Christian Okoye. That dude was great. Yeah, <laughs> he was. He was completely <laughs> misused, just like Ron Dane. Oh, yeah. yeah. You shouldn't have been running in between the tackles. You should have. You should have been treating him like a uh, like a, a regular halfback you should have been running him like aaron jones yeah uh in the collegiate sphere we had the the badgers and the golden eagles uh the, this marquette team is so much fun to watch have you been watching them a lot uh aaron i'll tell you i've been watching them every time i'm sorry i don't watch college basketball until the final uh, until the march madness you should watch this marquette team it's so fun they basically play it's like hockey they're playing basically two solid lines Sometimes they're they're going nine ten well, deep on the, the kids, bench. The kids want to go down to Pfizer for a game, and we can't afford a Bucks game anymore. So they are playing a hundred miles an hour all game long. They're maybe playing. We'll go press. down and watch a Marquette game instead. It's of so good. This team is so fun to watch, and they're like all sophomores. Um, I mean, they played with Purdue in Purdue. They went to the Fort Myers Tip Off Classic. Uh, they lost to Mississippi State in a very close game. It was fifty eight fifty five. Uh, right there with them. I mean, that's that's still a pretty decent loss in a neutral site game. And then they beat Georgia Tech, and they beat them handily, uh, 84-60. Uh, just took it right to them. Like I said, cool. they are playing uh, high-speed basketball. The, I mean, tons of fast breaks because they are changing defense and offense very quickly. And like I said, uh, they are playing very fast, and they're constantly changing that lineup, watching the – the collection of like six, seven, six, eight guys that they have who can run the floor. Igodaro is a fantastic player and a great defensive player. Um, <laughs> was it uh, Prosper? Uh, Max? Was it Maxence? Olivier Prosper, uh, the kid from uh, Montreal. Uh, he can play. He's just so fun to watch. And then Joplin coming off the bench, which is crazy because he's leading the team in scoring coming off the bench at the other forward position. Um, it's so much fun to watch this team. Beating Georgia Tech to finish third in the Fort Myers Tip-Off Classic was really good. Uh, then they took kind of a they took a light game and they played Chicago State, which Chicago is a city; it's not a state. Uh, I know these things. Well, I mean, there used to be Mankato State. Come on, dude. Yeah, also not a state. No, <laughs> but no, <laughs> um, they're the Panthers, I think. And yeah, they they beat them up uh, eighty-two to sixty-eight. Uh, again, just kind of a fun game to watch. They're going to get to play Baylor coming up before they have the Wisconsin game, where they'll be in five serve. I, f- I kind of think Marquette's going to win it this year. Uh, they're they're very good. Like I said, Igodaro, uh, Olivia, uh, Maxence, Prosper. Sorry, I got his name backwards this time. Um, uh, oh yeah, um, Kolick playing out at the point guard too. He is a he's a very good distributor and has a good three point shot. Uh, He's got a great dribble drive as well. He had a couple really nice plays coming in there. Uh, they look very good. But also, Wisconsin looks pretty good. Uh, before we found out that Kansas oh, hey, hey, let's is not, overrated. Let's not walk, we can't walk off Marquette yet because okay, I was waiting ahead. to tell you this. because we didn't. I wasn't on the show last week, Okay, as we said earlier. Uh, remember, two weeks ago, we were trying to remember the last big guy that uh, Marquette had. Okay. Yeah. Uh, friend of the show, Pete, uh, actually messaged me. <laughs> Real quick, uh, Jim uh, Jim Mc- McElveen. Oh, McElveen. Okay, that's right. 
would have been a, uh, a good big man on a Marquette. So and uh, what else I was going to say was um, before before you got off that too. Where did Creighton did Creighton win the Maui Invitational? Or I they must have won. They won something. They're they're actually ranked pretty high right now. They're doing very yeah. Well. So they were up there too. I'm looking at the standings right now and stuff like that. And so no, I mean you you were right too because I was going to comment on that. Uh, big East is back by the way. In case they've looked noticed. good, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, they got Connecticut, St. John's, Creighton, and Marquette right off the top with Providence, Xavier, Georgetown, Butler right behind them. You know, it's 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 going to be – I mean, Villanova's in last place right now in the Big East as far as standings go. But, uh, no, it's uh, it actually right to it. I was, I was only half joking, too, because the kids want to get down to Pfizer for a game. And, uh, like I said, Bucks tickets, as it happens when you have a winning team, get more and more expensive all the time. And uh, 9.30 games on a Tuesday night don't work out when you have school. So, um, no, definitely going to try and get down to Fiserv and check out a Marquette game this year. So I think that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. But anyways, okay. off to the Badgers. Yeah, Creighton, by the way, was, they, they lost to Maui. Uh, they lost to Arizona, number 14 Arizona. But they beat number 9 Arkansas, number 21 Texas Tech. They also yeah. beat the University of St. Thomas, the Tommies, in week the one. The Tommies. How are yes. they playing the Tommies? Are the Tommies D1 now? This is blowing my mind. That's no, the Tommies are game. D1. I told you that, John, about I a couple weeks this. ago uh, up in my hometown. Uh, they're FCS now, too. Gee, well, the they, FCS so, I knew. I did not know so, they'd so, gone all yeah, the way. So no, St. Thomas moved And D1 hockey, D1, I know. D1 hockey, D1 D1 FCS football mm-hmm. and yeah, basketball too. Yeah, they're making a big move. And like, I think they were D3, what, like four years ago? So Two yeah, years that was, ago. And people were joking about it because, you know, North Dakota, South Dakota have been stealing recruits out of the Twin Cities in Minnesota for the longest time. Hence the reason why the Gophers sucked. And everyone's like, now, now we're going to have a team in town yeah. trying to steal recruits away from the golfers like the golfers are in a no-win situation as far as football goes if pj fleck recruits anybody it's a win because like in between that and then wisconsin and iowa pulling your people too yeah. man gosh that's man. fun um we were saying we learned about wisconsin they, they look pretty solid we felt really good about the kansas game which by the way the badgers won because on the last play they got a three-pointer where a guy clearly standing with a foot out of bounds throws the ball back in for the save you, I even tweeted, I think, referee's looking right at his foot and doesn't blow a whistle, doesn't do anything mm-hmm. about it. He's clearly out of bounds, <laughs> like mm-hmm. like very much out of bounds. The ball has not even – like he is just starting to pass it, and the one foot is out of bounds. By the time he lets it go, his foot is just standing out of bounds. It's a terrible call. Uh, blew that one. The Badgers should have won by three, but instead go to overtime where they lost uh, to Kansas, who was number three, but not anymore because mm-hmm. they lost to uh, Tennessee – in the final of the, it was a bad boy mowers, uh, whatever one. Oh, uh, battle for Atlantis is the one where they play there. But then they did yeah. go beat uh, USC. Uh, so that was a good win. Uh, it was a, it was a bit back and forth. Uh, defensive transition was good. Chucky Hepburn has been having problems finding the bottom of the basket. Uh, his defense came in really well at the end. He he did make a, a big clean uh, steal. That turned into a layup to seal this one. When it was, when it was a three-point game, he stole the ball, went down the floor, and got the layup, made it a five-point game. That ended it. Uh, but he, he had some problems in there. He's not looking as sharp as he did last year. It's not saying he won't pull out of it, but he could use a, a little bit of time, kind of working on some of that. Um, maybe just to play. You know, sometimes these guys just got to play through it. 
and, and get there. But I'll tell you, um, Asijian looks great, and he's going to be a lot of fun to watch for however long he's here. Uh, he can shoot. Uh, he's been pretty good on the dribble drive, too. He's looked just a, a legitimate scorer, and we're saying this is going to be reaching into the did you know he's Barry Alvarez's grandson? Did you know he's only 17? To did you know he's top 10 all-time scoring in Indiana history? Because that's going to come up a lot. It's going to be a Badger uh, trademark phrase for uh, Isijian while he's here. Uh, so, yeah. Um, next, uh, Wisconsin will play Wake Forest in the Big Ten ACC Challenge uh, and then Marquette. And just so Marquette knows, Big Ten ACC Challenge is a bigger thing for Wisconsin than Marquette is. And then Big Ten play will start with Maryland and Iowa. Iowa's a bigger thing for Wisconsin and Marquette is. And Marquette <laughs> should really spend its time building a great rivalry with you know, DePaul, who's in Chicago, which gives you right. the Milwaukee-Chicago thing. Um, and then you should also get a rivalry with Villanova, who's always there stealing your lunch money. And you should beat right. them this year and win the Big East. That would be fantastic. But uh, we'll yeah. see how that goes. Looking at, the, looking at the standings too, it's uh, Big Ten is nuts right now. Uh, yeah, uh, the top ten are either so they have ten teams that are six and zero, oh, six and one, or five and one, and then Michigan <laughs> State, the worst college in the history of mankind, yeah. uh, is five and two. Northwestern is five and two, and then Nebraska ball and Minnesota rounding up the bottom at four and three. So I mean, mm -hmm. everyone's got a winning record, um, and, but yeah. 10 teams that are five and one or better. I mean, it, it's going to, Big Ten's going to be good again. So, yeah. Wisconsin now receiving votes, though, not in the top 25. They're essentially 29, but they're not because it only goes to 25. But they are receiving votes, right? Uh, just ahead of Mississippi right. State, who's one of the two losses for Marquette. And of course, their other loss was a, was a tough one there against the fifth ranked Purdue Boilermakers. But, uh, that's everything we've got for all of our main, you know, kind of the big, big ticket sports. And we're going to wrap everything else up in the segment that we lovingly call our last call. Time to look around and get your bearings. It's time for the last call. Last call is going to start off with a championship as Wisconsin wins the regular season Big Ten championship in volleyball. Uh, we told you it was going to be a run to the finish. They played uh, against Penn State at Penn State. Then they go to Nebraska, number five Nebraska. Uh, if the Badgers win that one, which they, they did, they win the Big Ten title outright because Ohio State had lost a couple times down the stretch here. So this game, uh, well, Wisconsin wins it 3-1. to one. Uh, They win the first set 25-21, to 21. Uh, came out very strong. Uh, they looked good coming in into the second set, and it looked like they might walk away with it a bit. But then Nebraska came right back, and it kind of incrementally won over the other, and they were just kind of hanging within a point of each other for a while. Uh, Nebraska finishes that one, though, with the win in the second set. Uh, third set, Wisconsin wins 25-21, and then 25-19 in the fourth set to get the win uh, in Nebraska. Uh, this was... Nebraska clearly trying to stay away from Sarah Franklin throughout the match. Uh, it was clearly their plan. Um, uh, shoot, what's the, the the one from Nebraska? They had a couple. I mean, that's a great, great team. They were playing so well in front of the net. It felt like the Badgers were having a, a hard time getting getting their kills. Uh, driving the ball was a very difficult thing 
Devin Robinson had some really big plays. Uh, Sarah Smrek came out and had, or Anna Smrek, pardon me, had uh, a couple really nice plays. Uh, Devin Robinson actually led with 16 kills. Franklin, even though they were playing away from her, still had 12. And Smrek, as I said, uh, she had 11. Smrek uh, had four, pardon me, five blocks, and Hart had four. But like I said, it seemed to be very difficult playing up at the net. Uh, Nebraska seemed to really control the net up until that fourth set where Wisconsin kind of pulled away there and was able to get that done. Um, this is the fourth straight Big Ten title for the women's volleyball team. Uh, also, this is uh, sweeping Nebraska. How many did they say in a row? It's something like nine or ten straight wins, which is crazy because they did beat them Whoa. Okay. Uh, three times last year because they beat them twice in regular season play and beat them in the national title game. So uh, incredible stretch again for, for this uh, volleyball team, especially considering they graduated their two best players from last year's team and um, a th- and a third one as well. I'm trying to remember forgetting the names. Daniel or Dana Retke, of course, the, the like five-time whole conference uh, being gone and still finding ways to win these yeah. games. Then going to Columbus, playing number eight, uh, Ohio State, beat them three games to one. Uh, Ohio State just could not do anything in the second set. Uh, they lose 25-28 in the second set. Wisconsin got up two to nothing right away. Ohio State actually hit a uh, negative 0.03% in the second set for kill percentage. More errors than kills. So that's what that means. Um, that's how they only get 17 as the as a top 10 team, 17 points. Um, they did come back, and Ohio State managed to really push through the tempo and got a, a, a clean, uh, fairly uh, strong win in the third set before Wisconsin came back on the fourth set. Um, and, and really, there was a point in the, the, the last set where Wisconsin and the fourth set uh, was up. 24-20, and then, uh, I'm sorry, this is the, oh, no, I'm sorry, the third set comeback, 24-20 in the fourth set. Uh, then uh, Ohio State came back 24-25, but you have to win by two, and then Wisconsin gets the last three straight points to win 27-25 in that fourth set. Fantastic game. Franklin getting 12 kills, Smrek with 11 uh, Smack also leads with eight blocks, and Carolyn Crawford with seven. Uh, Guchtekin uh, getting 28 digs, just an incredible number to be able to be constantly where the ball was going. She was fantastic. Kept that team going. It was wonderful. So uh, the other team, Marquette, uh, they beat UConn in the Big East tournament. They beat them 3 to nothing in a 16-19-16 game where Aubrey Hamilton had 13 kills. Jenna Reitzma had eight. Uh, Carson Murray came in with five blocks. Carly Skrabek had 12 digs. Uh, Yadhira Enchante had nine digs. But then Marquette loses for the first time in a long time. Uh, Creighton comes in, who is hosting the Big East tournament this year. Number 15, Creighton beats Marquette uh, three games to two. And Hamilton again leads in kills. She had 25 in this one. Uh, Murray had 15. Uh, Murray also led in blocks, though, with four. Jenna Reisma with three. Enchante had 25 digs in this game to, to try to keep uh, Marquette going in this one, but they do fall in the Big East tournament. Marquette, though, is a four seed in the bracket for the uh, Women's Volleyball Championship. They will be playing Ball State. If they win in advance, they'll play the winner of Georgia Tech and Wright State. They're in the bracket with number one seed, Texas. 
Wisconsin finishes the year ranked number two. Um, I didn't mention, but Marquette finished the year ranked number 16. Wisconsin finishes number two, gets a one seed. They will be playing, uh, shoot, they will be playing against Knipiak. Uh, If they win, which I imagine they will, they would play the winner of TCU and Washington. In D3 Volleyball, we just like to mention that UW-Whitewater finished number 11 overall. They did get to a Sweet 16 where they lost to Northwestern. Not that Northwestern. Northwestern in St. Paul. Uh, they lose three games to one. Uh, UWSP actually also lost to Northwestern. Uh, Stevens Point lost them one round earlier, three games to none. The winner, though, of the D3 National Championship was Juniata, which is where, Aaron? Never mind, you don't know. It's in Huntington, Pennsylvania. They're the Eagles. Wait, you didn't even give me a, you didn't even give a chance to guess. I know. It's you would have gotten it eventually. Huntington, Huntington Park, Virginia. They're in Huntington, Pennsylvania. No, I just we don't have a lot of time in the final one, so I was okay. just going to throw it at you and then not let you answer. <laughs> You'd have gotten it eventually. Oh, you son of a gun. <laughs> uh, in basketball, men's basketball, UW Lacrosse is now the number four ranked team in the country. They are six and oh, uh, right behind them. Uh, UW Oshkosh is now number 15. They're five and two. Uh, Eau Claire, Stevens Point and Platteville all at four and two. In games from the last week, Lacrosse beat Ripon 86 to 57. Uh, then they went to Wartburg, beat Wartburg, the team that knocked uh, Lacrosse out of the football playoffs. But they beat them in basketball 87 to 76. Oshkosh beats Nebraska Wesleyan uh, 63 to 57, and then beats Edgewood uh, 79 to 52. Uh, Eau Claire played Northwestern. Again, not that Northwestern, but the one in St. Paul. And they beat them 80. 80- the Cobbers. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Or something. Sure. I think they're a bird. Because the Northwestern Gusties, that's what it is. Sure. 83 to 62. Then they beat Northland, Aaron's uh, biggest rival, uh, 87 to 44. Northland yeah. just having a time. Uh, UWSP beats Edgewood in Edgewood down in Madison, uh, 75 to 71, and then beat Wisconsin Lutheran with the Wesleyans and the Lutherans. It's not a good time to be playing at a uh, private uh, Christian university against Wisconsin cool, public schools. School. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Platteville gets to win against <laughs> You love this. The Illinois Institute of Technology. They beat them 71-63. And then they went to Augustana, Illinois, where they beat them 81-73. In hockey, Badger men, Badger women did not play this week because Thanksgiving break. But there was some men's hockey. <laughs> Just And the WIAC did play. Uh, let's see. And there were some, uh, looks like there was some uh, NCHA as well. In the WIAC, uh, Superior beats Northland 3-0 in that giant rivalry. Eau Claire gets a big win playing in St. Norbert over in De Pere, and they beat St. Norbert 3-2. Uh, UW Superior finished off the sweep of Northland by winning them 7-0. That's a 10-0 run in two games. And then Eau Claire completes their sweep 4-2 over St. Norbert. That's a huge win for Eau Claire and should help them out the rest of this year. Uh, and the rest of the NCHA, uh, Milwaukee School of Engineering beats St. John's 3-2 to uh, and then beats them 2 to nothing the following night. And that's all we've got for Wisconsin men's hockey. Uh, like I said, there was not any... Uh, women's hockey is in any of the WIAC or the NCHA this weekend. So that is where 
we wrap up this week since we have no cross country and I didn't have any wrestling scores. I guess the one thing I say is um, uh, Austin Gomez, the uh, wrestler from Wisconsin, did win his match in the All-Star Classic for wrestling. And then they went to the Iowa State Invitational. Uh, sorry if I just don't have the updated stats for how that was going. It was there were several different teams there. I'm forgetting all of them. Northern Iowa was there. Iowa State was there. Wisconsin was there. And there was one other team I can't remember off the top of my head. Aaron, did you have anything else you wanted to add before we wrapped up this week? It's been fun watching uh, the the trials and tribulations of uh, Russ Wilson. And that's it. <laughs> it has been an interesting time indeed. All right, everybody. Yeah, thank you again. Buckle for- up. <laughs> Thank you again for joining us for another wonderful week of Wisconsin sports. We'll be back at it again next week. Uh, in the meantime, remember that you can follow this show on Twitter at Scotty Johnny pod. You can follow me at not so humble host. And you can follow Aaron at cheddar talk. And remember whether you are on the town or on the go, it is always on Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at Scotty Johnny one or online at Scotty Thanks for listening and on Wisconsin.